This is the Growing Eternity Podcast with Mara and Jim, where we talk about the Judeo-Christian mystic traditions of spending time with God in eternity, interpreting dreams, and meeting anonymously. We have reformatted these traditions as modern practices grounded both in sacred scripture and behavioral science. Join us as we talk about Two Minutes in Eternity, Dreaming Once, Interpreting Twice, and Growing Eternity Anonymously. Hello, Jeff. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing very well, thank you. Yeah. So uh, when I signed in, I don't know if you see the name that you have to put in or if I have to put a name in, but <laughs> it's like this delay thing. Can you see it? It says mama. <laughs> it does. So I always have a hard time whether I'm supposed to write something or not, or just put like, if I have to, it takes a little bit. And, but there's always a delay and I'm like, I'm hitting the M and sometimes it's like MMM. You know, and, and I have to, re- like, you know, just kind of erase it. And this time, it just did a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, I'm leaving it the way it is. <laughs> it came out my mouth. It's so cute. Anyway, funny. Oh, so how's your week been? Are you in the steamy wilds of Virginia? It's damp. It's been raining. Um, I guess different days it's been pretty warm. So, but uh, missing all. Yeah, it's been, we had a, a certifiable heat wave, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 95 heat index of 100, and it broke yesterday. And so today it's like 71, and it's nice. So it was a, it was kind of a hard week. Like doing the exercise in the room that I am in right now, I would not have been able to do it. In fact, there was a couple of times this, this week I... I did it outside just because it was, you know, know, a lot, a lot warm inside upstairs. Yeah. The upstairs, I don't, yeah. And I can't, I can't open my, or I couldn't open up my window at the time. And we had like just a gazillion fans and so I was like, I'm going to do it outside. But yeah, today's, we have a reprieve from the heat. So hallelujah. It's been good. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm sure it's, Need a little water. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So in in this heat, we didn't have any water. So I was watering in the cool of the day and the cool of the evening, and then yesterday was a deluge. It was so. Um, it just it was was it yesterday the day before? I can't remember now. Um, the days are. I can't believe it's already like mid June, mid year. I can't believe it. Anyway. Yeah, it was good. I didn't have to water for one day. <laughs> uh, anyway, so how was your two minutes? Ah, uh, good. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't quite as uh, frantic, I guess, as the week before. Pretty. Yeah. Um, I'm still <laughs> regularly getting up, taking a walk, and coming back and kind of doing the two minute throughout today um, so the first couple of days i did it with last time i was 
lot, but working that I, I don't get up every half hour. I might get up every hour and a half and stuff like that, but I, you know, uh, I'm still, and I'll go do it. I'll come back, you know, and get something, you know, with one of the five, you know, and then I'll just, just go back to work. Um, so I think, let's see, last Thursday after we did the exercise, um, I was, um, again, I'll, I'll look, smile, taste, touch, you know, um, this is the whole seer thing. I remember years ago, Bob was saying, Bob Jones, seer doesn't get blocked because when he can't hear, he can see. When he can't hear, see, he can smell, he can taste, he can touch. So the enemy hears because they're, they're, they have too many senses to stop. <laughs> um, I was feeling a narrow cold, a narrow stream of, of uh, cold water on my hand. I, I just went to you know, Lord, <laughs> I just pouring on my hand. Smelling um, mm. pickles. Um, let's see. Friday. Oh, I saw this large open book, and like almost in a library room where they keep the reference books. Um, and then I. Uh, I heard the word info dump, and then I heard Revelation 6, 7. That's when the lamb broke the fourth seal. I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come. I just got mm. the seal. There's just knowledge that will open up at some point. And there might be a little foreshadow of this. The information that builds up. Um, the Lord, you know, he keeps 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 for certain days. Um Um, later that day, I was smelling, I knew it was a solvent, but I knew it was organic. I don't know if it's like, you know, like they sell that orange stuff and the, the peel of an orange. Yeah. Like that, but it wasn't, smell orangey, but it, I could tell it was organic. I, I knew it was a solvent. Um, and I, I was contemplating this and, and Razor blade? No, no, it was this long blade on the back of my neck. Someone rested a sword on the back of my neck. I feel the metal, and I can feel how. Um, and then I was hearing um, the Lord. And then I saw this, um, it was like this, I don't know, like this. That was going through rolling hills, but but the the top of the hills were flat and the valleys were straightened out. Um, and I just felt the Lord just saying, "Prepare the way." And then I was feeling it was like a wooden handle. Um, like if you if you grab a handle, you grab the shovel and stuffed it in the ground. I was feeling this wooden handle in my hand, but I was all like the shovel into the ground. Just just like you know. <laughs> work to do and, and kind of fill things through the top of the hills to prepare the way for the thing. Um, and then I was smelling um, I guess like that smell, you know, like um, after lightning or like sometimes photocopiers, you can smell ozone yep. where the oxygen being split by the laser <laughs> or the lightning. Um, and then I was 
this red wine with this really bright flavor. It wasn't sour. It was like bright. Um, and then I had this glimpse. Um, I don't know had to do with the spirit of awe or this, you know, the spirit of the fear of the Lord um, of stuff behind the throne room. Um, it was, I heard the Lord saying that it was weird. <laughs> uh, but um, he said the whole world is behind you. But he said it, I heard it, Ooh, the whole world is behind you. It was like this rhyme, and I'm not sure the Walu was just some weird exclamation. But then I saw in his hand, he had like a uh, orb or like a stone. And I could feel on top of the stone was like my destiny. And then I, the secret name, it talks about Revelation, was on the bottom of the stone. Hand. And it felt like oh, everything behind the throne and in his left hand, it, it's it's all the things that he stored up, or all all the people who can't act right now, almost people who are like I don't know how to say it, like um, people who are like in such desperate straits or dealing with so many things that they they're not in this place to act, and so God hides them behind his throne room. Mm. Um, and it was also in the sense he was saying something about stuff behind me. It's like I'm always focused on what's in front of me, all the things I need to do. But there's just the state of things behind me. There's things, and he was saying, "Give me a glimpse of what's behind the throne, and and just what he holds in his left hand." I mean, he acts with his right hand, but he like he holds, he holds people who can't act in his left hand. It was something. It was just you know, there's just a bunch of things that went along with that. Yeah. Um, and then along with that, I was smelling mead, but I had to taste the honey in my mouth. And of course, mead is made from honey. Um, There's just a series of things. And again, I'll, I, you know, I might come back and hear something. And then, and then I, I heard the Lord say that his left hand holds my shape. Mm-hmm. And then he was giving me a Ezekiel 4. So all these Ezekiel 4 as I kept them looking up. But he was talking about he holds, holds the left hand holds your shape, or, or his left hand holds my shape, like that, like how I'm made. I think I have to do the destiny of what was in his hand. There's just a bunch of things. This was this last Saturday, a bunch of things that kind of all went with that. Um, yeah. And, and then Sunday, um, I was. I saw this tree, um, and I was feeling the touch of sap. And then I heard the Lord say, "It's all trees. Like every, it's all trees." That's what I kept on hearing. It's all trees. Um, and then I, I was doing some studying on trees after that. Um, just, just the. Uh, the nature of trees, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like you mean the like the life force, or the you know the all trees, their life force. It's all or... trees. I, well, it's interesting because trees are one of the few things that you see. Like you, uh, when Jesus healed the man born blind from birth, the first thing he, he said he saw men walking around like they were trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see sometimes in scripture, trees can represent men. Like like Nebuchadnezzar was this tall tree that was cut down, right? In right. his one, in his one dream. 
Um, but we also see Jesus is the tree at the center of the garden um, in, in Revelations, right? I think Revelations 4, or Revelations 22. He, he's the tree at the center, right? The tree of life out of which the, the river flows. He's the tree. Um, and, and of course, we also see evil represented in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and so, like, I don't know. There's something about it's all trees. And it's interesting because the Hebrew word for tree is um, tzada, at no, it's ets, it's ets, which is the uh, uh, it, it's just a pictogram for basically eyes, and then um, the t- the the the, the um, and then the 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 tz sound is the Hebrew pictogram. It's basically a, a winding path, like you would follow if you're hunting like game, or if you were following like a path in the woods to to a, like a place you're looking for. Trees or ets, oak and ets, whatever. Um, but it's interesting because ets is this winding path that you can see, and that's all trees are. They're these fractals of roots and branches. And if you follow the tip of a branch, you get back to the trunk. And if you follow the tip of a root, you get back to the trunk. Um, and it's almost like everything leads to its source, whether it's a bad source or a good source. <laughs> everything leads to so everything is it's fractal growth off a of source. I think it, you know, it, it's. I'm saying it kind of mathematically and simply, maybe. But, but, you know, I just, when he was saying it's all trees, it, it's almost like it, everything is this, is the tip of a growth off of some root someplace. Gotcha. Um, and you can follow, find, find, you know, anything back to it, so whether it's him or, or, or it's, it's, you know, another source, you can find everything back to its, its root. Um, so, um, yeah, wow. that was Sunday. <laughs> wow. uh, Monday, Monday morning. Uh, around 9 a.m. I, I um, and again, I, I really, you know, I kind of, kind of, kind of, depending on the, the day, I'll start with like, it's, it's like Sunday, I was contemplating the spirit of the Lord. Uh, and then, then Monday, I was contemplating the spirit of wisdom you know, as, as a, enumerated 11, you know, Isaiah 11, 2 ideas each day of the week, you know, that my, su- Sunday is the Lord's day, it's the spirit, the day of the spirit of the Lord. Monday's spirit of wisdom, second spirit, and the listing of the seven spirits. And you know, so anyway, Monday I was contemplating the spirit of wisdom, and I heard um, Gertrude Stein is coming again. Um, and so I don't know if it's a re-release of you know just just the, the writing that's on her. Um, I don't know if it's coming on my daughter who likes to write. You know, like sometimes you know just because Gertrude Stein was a was a postmodern writer. I think one of the leaders of the whole postmodern movement. Um, and it doesn't whatever doesn't mean whoever however that's coming may not be postmodernism it might just be the gift and the purpose of the gift it might be being re-released the anointing may be re-released um, you know so uh, but it, it came clear and I didn't really know who Gertrude Stein was until I went and looked it up you know I think I've heard quotes from her but I've never really I haven't read her work I haven't really really studied her um, so there's something any. Um, and then later, I was seeing this fruit. It was this reddish fruit. And it looked like a cross between a fig, a mango, and a pear. Um, and, and actually, there's a bunch of things like this. I was tasting it. I just taste my mouth. It was like a cross between orange juice and bacon. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's what the fruit tastes like. And I was feeling like waxy little bumps, and I think that's the outside of the fruit. Um, and I was smelling like like you know metal flowers i don't like you walk in the woods and they're metal metal flowers um 
Yeah. So then let's see later. Uh, I felt rungs of a ladder on my hand. Um, and I saw this slide. It was a slide where um, it, 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 you go on the slide and it, you know, like a normal slide, it goes down, but then it loops and goes up and the, in the end of the slide is higher than the beginning of the slide. Um, it was just a weird slide. It's like you go down the slide and you end up higher than you started. Uh, and I think that probably go with, you know, the ladder rungs I was feeling on my hands. Uh, but then I hear the Lord saying, talking about just how humility always leads to promotion. Um, you know, like the, the way down is the way up, just the humility leads to promotion. So I think I had to do this. <laughs> and I had this feeling on my hand was like some type of oil, like oil, like, you know. Um, so I think that was all, <laughs> all with the slide. Wow. So that was Monday. Tuesday, I saw this giant hourglass. And I felt the Lord saying that time always, um, time, you know, builds. It, the whole time accomplishes something. You, you know, like in physics, this whole idea of um, entropy, like everything falls apart. But God says time always builds something. Um, and I was, you know, whatever, <laughs> smelling, I don't sense fertile smell and salty sea air and um, this taste of uh, steak in my mouth. <laughs> um, but I had this whole sense, you know, when he was talking about time always builds, it's like the he started time to get a bride for his son. And when time ends, that's what he's going to get. He's, it's going to build, you know, it's going to grow. Time is going to grow a bride for his son. It always grows. You know, so I just had the sense, you know, like, like, you know, that much of the story we have of time is, uh, you know, sin and, and, and death and, you know, redemption. But, 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 you know, like, it's just such a sense of purpose with time. Time always builds. Mm -hmm. um, I like that so much. And then later on Tuesday, I saw Beanstalk, which I've seen a few times. Um I really, really, I'm starting to suspect that the story of Jack and the beanstalk is really someone taking a fable out of a vision someone had of heaven and kind of twisting the meaning a little bit. Um, I felt my hand though, like a me up. It was almost like the bind. I was holding onto it, but it was pulling me up. Um, and I was whatever smelling maple syrup and tasting raspberries. Um, And then yesterday, oh, I wasn't sure if it was Jesus or it was an angel, but I saw this very yellow, bright yellow light, and his hand reached out of it and put its hand right on my forehead. Um, and then I was hearing, I was hearing God say Habakkuk three, and I went and looked up Habakkuk three thirteen. And just about about him going forth the salvation of his people. Um, oh, and there was I don't know I was tasting some type of blueberry vine smelling sage, and I felt this. It's almost like I was holding a rifle stock to my shoulder with my finger on the trigger, and and the the wooden stock in my hands. And then yesterday, later, I saw a, 
I was, I felt my hands, like it was a bowl put into my hands and it was warm. And I felt like it was a bowl of stew. And I felt the Lord saying, eat what I provide. You know, and I felt it was like what God said to, to Peter, you know, like, you know, eat, you know, he told me, eat what I provide. Um, and then let's see, that led to this morning. I was smelling the savory stew, and then I had this taste of lentils, I think some thyme, but I'm pretty sure it was rabbit. I think it was rabbit in the stew. Uh, I've had just basically French cooked rabbit. Like in France, I had some rabbit, and I've had rabbit at French restaurants. It was a savory stew that I was smelling, but then I was tasting, you know, like sage and thyme, which is very savory. Um And then I was seeing the giant vine again, but it had like it was in bloom this time. Um, and I was hearing Micah one, so I went and looked at Micah one, and he was reading a bunch of it. And this time I had to <sighs> I was smelling. I don't know what to tell it. It's like a cross between avocados and bacon. Um, I don't oh, know if yum. it went with a or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. and then I felt a ring being placed on the ring finger of my right hand. It felt like a huge ring just being slid on my finger. Um, I think while I was looking at the vine. Um, and then later I was, ah, this is, there's more, I, I could, it was just a feeling. It was like a warm ring, like, like, like warm brass. It didn't feel like cold iron. It felt like warm brass, but maybe some other metal, but it felt like brass. It, like not as, whatever as is and I, it like I was holding it, but the ring was lifting me up. Um, and then I was hearing this brass bugle playing. So. Wow. So, so there's I all the little. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, in the beginning, I didn't quite get, it was like one of the first smells. Was it pickles you were saying you smelled? Like the vinegary kind of thing? I don't think so. Not pickles. Okay. Uh, I just missed it. Honeysuckles. Uh, maybe it was honeysuckle. Uh, I didn't hear that. So maybe that's what I heard the end of it. But it's interesting. Oh, burn ozone. Look... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What is it? Burning ozone that I was also smelling at this this organic solvent. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. There's a bunch of things. So I, I don't know. Yeah. What... No, I, I don't either. But the, the the things that I'm like picking up, I mean, obviously there's a lot of neat combinations, you know, um, sweet and savory and and things. But um, you know, you were talking about this vine was lifting you up. And then at one point the ring, as you were looking at the vine was lifting you up. I just, I just found that fascinating. Um, the bride and the Jesus and his bride. And do you feel like that? What do you think that ring represents on your right hand? Um, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah. I would imagine this authority and relationship mm. and covenant. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah, Cause 
whatever tastes and touches you know with well, the taste and the smells you know don't always make sense they don't necessarily always you know have logical like i don't know why mm. there's a bunch that I, I got you know like at one point i was tasting hamburger but i could taste fresh tomatoes on the hamburger i just you know lord you know what, what's um but the touch is interesting you know because um there was a lot of you know that there's just i don't know a lot of lifting with the touch <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could feel vine in my hand, but I could feel it lifting. I felt the shovel handle in my hand, but I could felt myself digging into the ground with a shovel. And I wasn't, you know, um, I think over the years, you know, often I'll feel touch occasionally, but uh, because basically the spiritual equivalent of the five senses, I was most the touch had a lot of times had motion to it, like a ring being slid on my finger or grabbing a vine, but feeling the vine picking up a whole into the air because I could feel pulling. You know, the, the touch conveyed a lot more than I, I, I would have expected touch to convey. You know, yeah. um, you know, like the motion and, and, and movement, you know, not, not just. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of times in the past, like I felt the Lord holding my hand. Or touching my head yeah. or taking my finger and pushing it through the holes in his hands um, or, or in, into the, you know, touching the rib in the wound in his side. Or even I've had these encounters where he slid my hands on his back and you could feel where his back was laid by the scourge um, or pushed, pushed, pushed my fingers into the wounds in his head where the thorns were. And you could feel almost the skull, you know, at the bottom of the wound. Uh, and so I've had a lot of experiences like that over the years. We're very meaningful that I'll, I'll like never, if I talk, you know, um, or his hand on my arms or his hand on my back, very relational, you know, and I expect a lot of that will continue to happen, but this, this, there's a lot of movement that I, 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 you know, that I wouldn't have even thought to expect, you know, with touch yeah. over the last week. So I don't know if that conveys like changing, he's pouring some something out. He's, he's, you know, I don't know, yeah. you know, um, you know, like, He's pouring out some authority. He's, he's lifting me up and in, 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 in more into the heavens. To, I don't know, but but I, I it wasn't something I was expecting, you know. Um, so, yeah, it just it feels like I mean, it, it, it's a more deeper, richer, um, real real time experience. You know, um, it's really neat. Yeah, there's something about touch, you know, because you, you yes, you can see a lot, and you can. Hear Often that comes across as information, especially when you hear, you know, someone relays it. Oh, they saw this, they heard that. Of course, it was information rich and revelatory rich. But there's something about touch, you know, that that I don't know conveys a sense of reality. Right. You know, it's like when um, Thomas, you know, couldn't really believe it was the Lord. He said, "Here, you know, put your hand in my side and believe." You know, it made it real to him. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, wow. It's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I've I've had um I've had wind, you know, or something where I, I felt like a brushing against, but not um not as uh, you know, actual like this is this is what this motion is. Um it was kind of like after the fact it was like, oh that was interesting, but um, so I, I, I actually was remembering um, today, you know, some of the experiences you were talking about last week, and I was just praying, like, Lord, if there's anything that, you know, 
because I've smelled things before and, you know, just different things. But if there's anything that is out there for me, I want to receive it only if it's you. So, but I, I find it neat. Um, and I'm, you know, the things that I see um, and experience are, are a whole lot different. And that's not saying like, um, I, I just think it's, I love how he talks to each of us in ways that we're going to comprehend what he's, you know, saying to us or what he wants us to experience of him. It's just so personal. Um, I just love that. So I'm trying to get my notes up here and my computer keeps backing me out. So I don't like that. Um, so, all right. So I have my journal in front of me and I started on Saturday and I heard Proverbs 3, 6. And that was um, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so I just meditated on that and, you know, it reminded me of walking with him in the cool of the day. Acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Just walking in security and freedom with him and just that tight connection. So that, that was Saturday. And then Sunday, um, gosh, after a number of nights of not sleeping, um, uh, it can get you know, and I, I have a very, um, um, if I'm not careful, I can let melancholy kind of take, take over. And so um, I just was tired. I was hot. Um, I was not having it at all. And I felt the Lord say to me, um, there is a sanctuary or tomb inside of you. You make your choice. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I don't want a tomb, you know? And so I was just like, okay, my inner self could be, you know, something that can be a place where, you know, it's, yeah, the, the choice between life and death. And, and so I just thought that was, um, you know, something that I needed to hear. On Monday, um, it's funny, I don't remember if I saw one in person or if in my mind's eye, I saw a sparrow. Um, but I did see a sparrow and I felt like, um, you know, sparrows are very dime a dozen. They're not the most exotic. They're very common. But, you know, to make, to make mention that his eye and his, you know, is on them, and his care, his love, passion. So um, I felt like that was, something that I needed to take away from me. On Tuesday, I, I think that was the day of the rainstorm. We had, yes, it was, because um, I was going to see my mom that day, and we had terrible lightning, and the building that I was in was shaking, and it was the kind of thing that was like instant flooding, and so just driving home was like a white-knuckle experience, and so I came in, I, when I came home, I sat outside on the porch and it's, you know, protected. And I just listened to it. I love, I love thunderstorms. Um, and just to feel that protected place, but still in the, in the midst of all of it. Um, I was listening to it and it was very peaceful. And I just sat 
just enjoying that. <laughs> Yesterday, um, because of the heat, and be it was like the last day that it broke overnight, this heat that we were having, um, I sat out on the porch again. And I was just looking around and, you know, just to see if anything was going to capture my attention. And I was kind of zoning out, um, but there was a, a chipmunk and he was scavenging under our bird feeder. And he was like, he was so busy, but I felt bad for him because all that's underneath the bird feeder is like husks, empty husks. And he was just trying so hard to gather stuff. And um, so I was like, oh, you know, I I'm sitting right here, um, right to my left is a pail of, of good quality bird seed. And so I just put my hand in it and, you know, just the motion and the sound of getting it out of this metal can, he, he got scared away. But I, I threw it down, all this like choice seed just for him. And he came back and I'm like, it was so funny because his, you know, I don't know what they call the like little pouch. You know, they have like the little inserts and they just keep stuffing it. For, and they'll like I had a gerbil or a hamster when I was um, little. And they'll just fill that thing until it's like a cartoon. They're just so full. And then later they'll move everything out and, you know, have it. Anyway, so I was just really enjoying him feasting on this really good stuff. Um, and my husband got up to get something. And when he left, um, I threw some more seed on the top, um, the top um, step that I was quite near, maybe a, a foot, foot and a half. And this, the chipmunk left. And so I'm just like zoning out, looking at, you know, the trees and watching the birds. And all of a sudden, I was surprised because the chipmunk basically like ran right over my foot. So he came from the other direction, but really near me, like over me to get to the, the seed that was on the top shelf. And I, I love when God talks to me about this kind of stuff because it was like, you know, that's such his character. Um, and it was, I just spent the two minutes meditating on the heart of God to give more than what we think we are looking for um, because he's just like full of love and just, you know, full on like, oh, you want that? You don't want that. I'll give you this. And so that was just really, really neat. So that was yesterday. And then... Today, um, I was just, oh, my husband opened up one of these um, windows that was in this room that we couldn't for whatever reason. And it's just a really beautiful breeze coming through. And I just sat at my couch looking out at this garden and there was all this growth. And for the longest time, I was like, it looks like it's going to be a bunch of nothing. And then all of a sudden overnight, and I had forgotten this, they're like these big tiger lilies. And it's like, I swear if we had, you know, it, 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 these big, big fronds have, they haven't opened up yet, but these big long tubes have emerged. And like any day there's going to be these, this bright, like sea of, of tangerine, like tiger lily kind of looking things. But I'm looking out and I'm seeing pinks and purples and you know, just different things that are coming up and colors. And um, I don't know, it just made me think of the growth. And I was listening to the birds and there's peace and the busyness of all the 
all the growth that's happening, the patterns. And so I was just really enjoying that. And then and it was 4.30. So that was my, my week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the... Um... You know, I know you're talking about the sparrow and, and the other things. I just, I don't know. I just feel this relational caring on the things the Lord is drawing your attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, just this, how this, I don't know, it's heart for you. And it, it, it I know this has been going on for a while. It, it it also seems like he keeps he just keeps drawing you to these these moments of peace. Yes. Like he's he's you know, it's like these these moments of refuge and just peace that he just pulls you into. <clears throat> yeah. You know, my my brain goes a mile a minute you wouldn't well, I was gonna say you wouldn't think of it but, but it it's always it, it feels like it's nonstop. um and you know I, I worry about stuff that I shouldn't I borrow you know I I'm really really learning to take all that piece that he can throw at me <laughs> and I know he wants it and I know that I want it um so when I am quiet before him, um, I don't take it for granted at all. I am so appreciative. And I think, you know, for three years of a constant whirlwind of busyness, and I know I keep going back to that, but, um, you know, it might take a, a while to untangle, you know, what that might have done. Um, you know, I, I think for a time, I, it was really, really good. And it was the right decision to get out of it as hard as it was, but it was so right. And so just taking that time, whether it's two minutes or a half an hour to just sit and breathe and observe, to contemplate, to go down a rabbit trail of a scripture and then getting a picture and like being with him Oh my gosh, that's just the best. So, um, yeah, and and I remember telling you that you know when I first discovered his father heart for me was on that porch because there was all this activity with the birds, you know, flipping out from the you know the bird bath to the feeder to this and that. And they're fighting, just you know, flying, and and I just my my heart wanted to walk in the middle of them because I was like, Hey, I'm the one that gave you that food. I'm the one that gave you that water, you know, and I want you to know me. And it was like, Oh my goodness. As soon as that, as soon as I knew that that's what I wanted to do, I knew that that was God talking to me, you know? And, and so he does that. And I'm just, I, yeah. Anyway. um, And I love little creatures. So to me, it's like, you know, you might think you're little, you might think, you're insignificant, um, you're not this or not that, or you are this, or um, he, he just, I love the way he speaks in that way. Yeah, 
but it, it also feels like over the last year, you know, it feels less observation. Like you were seeing trees and seeing birds before. Now it feels, it really feels like he's drawing you into his relationship with them. You know, it just feels like this very included, very, um, mm. mm-hmm. you know, you're not just seeing the sparrow. You're, you're, you're realizing you have a sparrow relationship, you know, a sparrow-like relationship to God. And so he's like showing you this sparrow in a relational way that draws you into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that it, <laughs> you were saying that you typed in, accidentally typed in mama. Um, yeah for the login uh just before i sent the invite out i was thinking about you and i remember i was just that when i first met you in uh, massachusetts at the the bridge um i remember thinking that you had a bunch of children um Uh that that you and glenn i remember meeting you and glenn and i think he still had you know i think he he wasn't too too you know, it was real recent since he, I guess, you know, he had the, you know, the oh, um, surgery. Surgery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I pictured. Because there's such a. There's, this, um, there's such. You have this, I, a maternal, like you, you, you care about the people you're around or, or the animals you're around. You, you like, you care, like you care, care. Um, like you, the way you talk about your dogs or you sell this bird or your cat or people you work with, you know, or your mother or your sister, you know, there's this, is this deep caring, um, this concern, you know, and I remember thinking how I just, just before we got on, I was thinking how maternal, how maternal, you know, came across, you, you know, you, you, you appeared to me as someone with lots of kids and, you know, I'm just speaking from experience. I, I have lots of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's someone in this mode of like the way you relate to people in the world is through who needs care. Um, you know, um, I you know you see that with moms with lots of kids. Um, you know, um, nurses sometimes or hospice care workers where they're just their concern is who needs care. Uh, so. I, it's just interesting. You know, I was I've, thinking that, and then I, I didn't notice you typed that. You draw that to my attention. Um, but it's this language that, mm-hmm. that God speaks to you through, you know, like, like it's it's care. Um, like he shows you these birds because, like, you know, like, like he cares for the birds or like you see the birds and you're concerned for them. Um, he makes a safe place for you and feeds you in the ways that, that you've made, you know, these these places for these birds to feed you know it's just it's just really interesting um and it's just strange i was thinking about it just just before i sent the invite out um so yeah 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 you know and the thing is i I, whatever (laughs) the thing is it's you know it's this language of nurture between you and god um because there there is a purpose in you of nurture um, you know, and, and yet it's also, it also seems like how he woos you, you know, yeah. you know, it's relational. It's not that it's not, it's definitely relational, but it, it's very nurturing. You know, he's trying to draw you into peace and rest to be with him. Um, so. Yeah. Well, 
that's so that's funny about the mama thing that is really good um yeah i mean i yeah yeah i really appreciate that and it's funny because um as as this is being developed over time um um the way that i view the Lord um, is kind of, it, well, it's a lot different than I used to. I mean, like I, I had to learn um, that he wasn't, you know, you, you grow up and you think, oh, this is how God is. Or, you know, I grew up in a kind of a religious home, but not necessarily like we went to church every week, but it was, you know, I didn't get saved until I was 14. And, so I had this view of who God was and how how he was and what he thought of me. And it was very different than I do now. And it's like over the course, as I see that this correlation with animals and how I feel about them and that my heart is the way it is, I kind of view God in that way. Like, I mean, I have a reverent fear, you know, um, oh, he's holy and he's, but it's almost like he's my friend and he's someone that I can really, no, I don't even know how to say it. Like if there's things that come up, if there's things that I know that break his heart, I worry about him. Not that he needs to be worried about, like, I know he's quite capable, but I, I'm concerned about that and I think you know in some ways you know that's how intercession or you know just you know various things where you can feel you know if I meet somebody and I I can feel his heart for them I don't know I don't even know if I'm making sense but there, there's a sense that he's waking something up in that regard too but anyway yeah yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, there's that heart language between you and God um, that is, you know, it's based on that. Um, <laughs> it's with the Lord or with other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely the dad who'll throw people into the deep end and say, hey, you'll figure out how to swim. You know, I, I won't let you drown, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm completely fine with you panicking, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. I'd, I'd be the one throwing well, myself and, and, in front and, of the kid going, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's even how like, you know, like I don't, you know, when I give people prophetic words or minister, I, I, you know, I, you know, it, it's, it's not an operation of comfort. It's an operation of, you know, transformation <laughs> often through That's discomfort awesome. not pain yeah. but discomfort you know like hey you know um this guy saying these things and and you know they're probably gonna be disturbing in a wow i never thought of things that way kind of way you know um yeah, yeah. Um, there's room in the kingdom for both <laughs> well That's the thing the is <laughs> this is the thing that struck me the other day um you know, in 
Well, okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, in a, not only there's room for both, but they're, they're, they're unbelievably complimentary, you know, um, you know, when, when you're a kid and you fall down and you, you're hurt and you need comfort, you go find your mom, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, and this is with my dad anyway, when you're bored and you want to do something that's maybe a little, a little further outside your comfort zone, you're normal, you go find your dad and you know, <laughs> he may, 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 you know, take you fishing or, you know, um, you know, whatever, um, that they're, they're meant to go together. Um, you know, it's only, you know, in, 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 you know, in a broken relationship and when things fall apart, that, that the purpose of, of the kind of the two of those things kind of drift apart. And I was just thinking about the country because the country's, you know, right now, I mean, the world, but America in general, the, the right, left and the right are so far apart. You know, um, there's a lot of people in the center, but 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 once it comes out, you know, the left and right, and I'm trying to think, well, what, what's going on here? Because you know, the mercy of the left is unbelievably needed. You know, like no matter where people are, they, they need to get fixed first. They need mercy first. Uh, but the right understands that, hey, there's some truth, you know, like, hey, you know, um, you want life, your life to improve. You need to figure out what to do and you need to work at it. You know, you, you should, you know, you should, you know, and there's just truths that are uncomfortable. You need to understand the, the right, the right understands this issue of truth and, and working and the left understands this issue of mercy, you know, helping the weak. And then the, those are supposed to work so hand in hand and functional people, you see it, you know, they, they help people where they're having a hard time, but they empower them to do things on their own. And, you know, uh, but, but on a political level, you know, those things are so split apart and they're, they're supposed to work together. Um, and then I realized this, this is what happened in, in Israel, you know, between Judah, you know, basically, you know, the land around Jerusalem and, and Israel, the northern kingdom, is a split, you know, and the north became this place where they worshipped strange gods and they were doing weird things, you know, and, and they just did whatever they wanted, you know, and the right, the, 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 the southern kingdom, Judah, around Jerusalem became this place where they, they you know, they, they kept the temple and the law. You know, but but um, often, you know, they they didn't necessarily have God's heart. Um, and um, and I was looking at, I was like, oh, well, this this isn't because the right's wrong or the left is wrong or the right's right, and you know, the left is right. It, it's the left and the right are supposed to work together. It's they were split because the the sin of David and the sin of Solomon. Um, you know, the, the, when David, you know, uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba and killed her husband Uriah, um, and he was a king and he had authority, knew it was right, but he, he did wrong. And then, of course, Solomon continued, you know, made it worse by taking all these strange wives. And so David committed the sin of the right, which is to know truth and violate it. And Solomon committed the sin of the left, which is just join yourself to everything that's out there without really stopping and saying, hey, you know, these, these 800 wives that I have, you know, you know, did, you know, what am I joining myself to this idol worship and all these things? And he, when he sinned, it was in, in you know, not in um, he sinned. David sinned in the way that the right sins, which is knowing truth. But 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 but. And, and Solomon sinned in the way the lesson, which is just just not. You know, just joining himself to strange things without, without you know, chop, stopping to see what's really true, you know. Um, but it was a sin at the head that, that after that, the people, you know, came to Solomon and said, hey, well, Solomon's son, basically, and said, hey, your, your, your father made us work. 
and his son, you know, hardened his heart and committed the sin of the right, which is to not have mercy on people who are working, who are having a rough time and say, you don't deserve a break. In fact, you're going to work twice as hard. Um, and because of that, this rebellion happened, you know, basically and the right broke from the left. The right held this kind of like, hey, we're in charge. You should work hard. And the left saying, hey, we can do whatever we want. We're going to make our own center of worship. We're going to worship our own gods. We're going to put these Asherah poles. Um but the issue isn't the right being right or the left being right. It's the fact that there was sin at the heart, this relational sin, the violation of, of, of David's you know, relationship with Uriah and, and Bathsheba and Solomon's relationship with things he shouldn't have been in a relationship with. Um, and I know that's a long to say this. Um, of it, there's relational sin and relational breakdown. You know, it's not about being right or not, not, not about just giving a very break and not caring about truth. It, it's, it's, re, it's having relational integrity and, and repenting, you know, for relational sin, you know, you know, lying and stealing and, 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 you know, uh, committing adultery and joining yourself to things you shouldn't be joined to, you know, these, that causes break. And the, and the result of that is what happened to Israel, which is these, you know, centuries of the, the, the northern kingdom the southern kingdom to being divided over left and right um so mm. oh well yeah, a little bit of rabbit trail. I, w- I was just, you know, but it's just interesting that good rabbit trail. Yeah, yeah, that that it's, you know, you, you, we can hunker down the right being right or the left, you know, being more gracious. But the issue is usually the center is there's a division in the center because there's relational sin that hasn't been restored. Wow. Um, and I think at the heart of what's going between you and God there's this nurture and relationship, not between you and Him and you and creation. Um, of nurture and restoration. All right, segue. Did you, I sent I sent a dream, you know, leaving. Yes, you did. <laughs> I have it right here. I have it right here. In fact, I I sent you a dream and I had my notes in it and then I lost it. Um, but I have yours in my notes for that. So you want to start? Sure, let's see. Where's my scent? All right. I like the stream. I, oh, this <laughs> this is actually yesterday morning. I wrote it down, but I didn't send it to you until this morning. Um, I was in this high school football locker room. Um, I could tell I was like, invited. I, you know, was part of the team. I was just invited to be in the locker room. And the coach was getting ready to speak. And we were all sitting, I don't know if it was like bleachers, but we we're sitting in kind of this, this semicircle or, you know, around the, the front where the coach was going to speak. And my sons were there, particularly my older ones. I remember very distinctly. Um, and there was a player right next to me. And uh, there was a bunch of players, but they were, you know, high school players. They, you know, which, you know, they look tiny, you know, especially when you're as large as I am or you have sons that are as big as mine. Like the young high school players look very small. And he asked me if I could catch him, like if, you know, if I chased him, I could catch him. And I told him that, oh, well, only in the first 10 yards. And I remember the dream, I like flexed my arms. 
I, I'd have to grab you real quick. You know, <laughs> I could I sprint and catch you. If not, I'm not catching you. Um, and all of us, me and my sons in the stream, we all had very long hair and very long beards. You know, like our mustaches and our beards and our hair is all very long. Nice. Um, <laughs> and that that was my dream. <laughs> I love this dream. I do. And it's funny. Maybe I should zip my lip for now, but um, yeah, maybe I'll wait until after. But can I can I just give you my two cents? Or do you want to give your what what you got from your dream? Well, you can share it. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um. I I. To me, the whole all right. First of all, I know you're into football and your whole. There's a lot of things in your football. This is how much I don't know about football. I knew that um, the first 10 yards, it was probably, you know, something that was only for a time. Now that I hear you talking about it, I'm like, oh, I get what he was saying with that. But at first I was like, I don't know anything about football. So I'm looking up like the first 10 yards and there was this article. Does it all come down to the first 10 yards? Uh, anyway, it was just this like, 10 yard dash kind of thing. Anyway, I go off on a, a rabbit trail, but you know, uh, locker room is, you know, people getting ready for the game, all the, the pregame stuff and, you know, um, and what you do after the game. And um, I felt like it was about waiting um, on the spirit. There was spiritual sons um, and that um, implying the younger, smaller, um, people that you are going to be helping, um, nurturing as in a father, as in a mentor, um, you're bringing them to a place where they can gain wisdom from you and be released. And so I felt like, you know, there's w wisdom, there's fullness, there's growth. It's almost like catch and release, you know, with what you're going to be doing with these spiritual sons. But um, yeah, I just, I really liked, I liked what the stream was. Or what I thought it was saying. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That that my sense of this dream, and often I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm like, oh, I should interpret this before she sends back an interpretation. Or we talk about it. Was that mm -hmm. the Lord is doing something new? You know, with 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 people who are you know fairly really young. You know, um, and um, and yet he had like use. He was inviting me, and actually, you know, my son, but also like you know whatever those around me. You know, we've had a lot of wisdom. We've had a lot of experience, you know, um, and there's a lot of power, you know, that was the sense of the 10 yards. I can sprint real fast and grab you, but, but, you know, like after that, you just run forever. Um, but the, <laughs> there was this invitation, you know, to mentor, you know, um, this, you know, the next thing, whatever's coming. Starting out, you know, they don't have a lot of wisdom yet. They don't have a lot of power, you know, um, you know not in the sense that they don't, they're not gifted, but they just, you know, they're, they're just young. They just haven't, you know, grown into it yet. Um, right. And there was a place in imparting it to them, but they would continue long after, you know, they would, they would, they would run, you know, they, they would, they would be in it for the long race potentially, you know? Yeah. Like uh, that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing something new. And, and I think he was just, you know, showing that how to place it and mentoring and, and, and kind of imparting, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then and the fact that there were sons around you that had already, you know, gone and grown into that, you know, they were with you and, and it just, it was like the, yeah, the, the tried and true and the new, you know, kind of thing. 
I, I really love the, the feel of it. A lot of, a lot of good things. So, and what we were talking about earlier, I felt like um, there was a big connection between your dream and what, you know, what you were talking about in my dream and the week, you know, what you were talking about. So I, I just thought that was interesting. All right. So Mara's dream. Let's see. Yeah. This is, I think you sent to me on the seventh. Um, I was in a room and I had a bunch of presents for people. I wanted to make sure I had enough for everybody. I placed them under the Christmas tree. My friend from Chicago, whom I hadn't seen in years, stopped in and it was so good to see him. We hugged and it connected. I wanted to make sure we had enough towels and fresh sheets for him. I walked by our bedroom and noticed a round glass table at the corner of our bed where my husband that my husband put there. I thought there was a great space to have our coffee in the morning. A man I did not know came in to inquire about the table if it was for sale. Yeah. So, you know, to me, this, and it's funny, I didn't really write this, but um, it was in my house um, to start with the Christmas. We have a, we have a tree, we have a Christmas tree that we keep up year round. We call it our tavern tree, it's in our dining room. Um, and so the space was that room and there were people coming and going um, as if it was a business. Um, it wasn't like a and b but it was kind of like, well, the friend that we had from Chicago used to visit us for like months at a time. So there was something about people being there, but it wasn't necessarily that people I knew, um, but I wanted to make sure that the people um, we had present. So to me, it was about nurturing, hospitality, connecting. Um, and the bedroom was our old bedroom in another house. I thought that was interesting. It was like a few different houses. Um, or places in them. And when I saw the glass around, you know, the, the table, I was like, what a neat thing. I love this. Um, and so to me, it's um, greater capacity for intimacy and kind of like a deeper connection with the Lord, like the round table, um, just to kind of, yeah, just be in the inner place, but to be free to thing um i the man that came in that this is the weird thing he was a stranger um and i wasn't expecting him and so for him to ask if it was for sale in my brain in the dream it felt kind of um i don't know like not part of the, the whole vibe so i wasn't sure i, I wasn't really really sure what to make of that part of it so anyway yeah yeah well i i think clearly the the first part is about the lord the fact the lord has put you in this place to to, to receive people and to to um basically make sure they're getting what the lord has for them um the christmas tree the gifts from christ you know um, you know, the, the gifts of grace and mercy and, and uh, you know, 
you know, that they're seen and known or receive something very personal. Um, and, and it's just like what, what you're engaged in is, is that it, it's not the hospitality of making sh people inviting to your house. It's the hospitality uh, of inviting people into relationship with Christ you know, relation, real relationship with God, where they feel seen and known and, and they, and they receive what he has from that. That's very personal, not, not generic. Um, you know, these connections and the last table. You know. You dropped out. Hello. Hello. Jim, 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 Jim. Do, 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 do. Can you hear me? The glass table. I, you were speaking of the glass table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the first part is that, you know, yes, it's the hospitality of peace and relationship and rest of the Lord, right? Making sure that not just there's a place for them, but they, they get what the Lord, their heart, Lord's heart for them, what he has for them specifically, you know, like 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 a present, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, this, you know, that, that conveys to people that, oh, you know, I'm known, I'm seen, and I'm cared for. Mm -hmm. um, I think the glass table has to do with it has to do with not just intimacy because it's in the old bedroom, but it also has to do with just, just, just transparency. And I think, I don't want to say it this way. It's like, it's, it's the ability to, to, to clearly see the people, you know, that you're with and, and, and to reveal yourself transparently, I think, you know, glass table, mm -hmm. um, so, and I think demand just represents, there's, there's a, there's a, whatever, there's a need and de demand for it. The world needs this. They need, they need clear in, in relationship, um, you know, that, 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 yeah. Um, of course. So, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. The things that we were talking about, you were talking about the, the football, you know, and like sink or swim, you know, like that's, that's what you're your style is like, like, I'll, you know, make someone feel like they're being thrown and, you know, good luck. Not you know, that I'm paraphrasing, but it's just funny that between your dream and your style, maybe that just makes sense because that's God talking to who we are. But I just found that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, a little discussion, <laughs> a long discussion about our two minutes and 20 <laughs> and our a quick dis discussion of uh, dreaming once and interpreting twice. Right on. Very, very good. Thank great. you so much. Well, it's been great talking to you, Mara.
You too, Jim. See you next week. You you shall. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>